Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench and Quark's Red FM with me, Valerie Wheeler, on the airwaves with you until 7pm. We have such a busy show lined up tonight as we preview the TG Carr Ladies Football All-Ireland Final. It's going to be a big day tomorrow for Ladies Football. Manager Ethie Fitzgerald, we have Captain, Cork Captain Darren O'Sullivan on. We have Sharpshooter Orla Finn. Also, we have plenty of other Cork stars like Orla Farmer. And we're going to be chatting to PRO Peter O'Leary. It's lovely to get to know the people on the back line and on the sideline as well. We keep a close eye on the men's All-Ireland football also. Mayo, Mayor hanging in there. All that and more between now and 7pm on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench with me, Valerie. We are here on the 19th of December chatting about live sport. And especially, Jay, it is great. After what's been a unique and strange, strange year for many, I must say sport has been a huge highlight for a lot of us, especially myself. And I know a lot of people listening as well. Six days out from Christmas and we're going to preview the biggest day in anyone's sporting career. It is the All-Ireland Final for the Cork Ladies Footballers. It's going to be an extra special day, all right? I've also a treat for you tonight, a Supermax voucher, 25 euros up for grabs. So if you do fancy a bit of munch maybe after the Dublin and Mayo game, what you need to do now is text Supermax and your details to me to 086-8104-106. And I'll call out someone's name just for the end of the show and you can get that voucher right. First, let's get to the sports news of the day. The 2020 All-Ireland Senior Football Final is happening in Croke Park as we speak. Behind closed doors, an empty stadium. The Dubs are aiming to win the Sam Maguire for a sixth consecutive time. While a win for James Horne's side would end their 69-year wait for glory for Mayo. The score is currently Dublin 2-7, 2-8 now. Brian Finn's after getting points just as I say that and Mayo 11 points in the curtain raiser earlier on Galway beat Dublin 111 to 13 points in the board gosh under 20 All-Ireland football final it's great um, you know positive positive future for Galway footballers um, the speech was gas he was like Merry Christmas I didn't have time to write a uh, a speech because I was doing assignments all week so Tom O'Callaghan was with the goal there for the tribesmen um, Offaly Meath will contest this year's Electric Ireland Leinster minor football final after respective Wednesday over Kildare and Leash uh, we cross the pond now Manchester City have beaten Southampton 1-0 in the Premier League game at St Mary's Raheem Sterling with the goal for the visitors in the first half at lunchtime Liverpool hammered Crystal Palace 7-0 to ensure they'll be top of the table for Christmas uh, the win means Liverpool is six points clear and Klopp says it was a great game Boys did really well. It was really difficult to play against us today, I would say. And then when you have, obviously, today they all wore their finishing boots, uh, it looked like. And when you have them, then it's really tricky. And so that's the reason for the result. Right, that was Klopp there since half five. Arsenal are away to Everton. It is currently 1-0 and the Republic of Ireland captain Seamus Coleman returns from injury and is on the bench for the hosts. And at eight o'clock tonight, it is Newcastle and they entertain Fulham. All right. The Darts three-time champion Michael Van Gerwen faces Ryan Murray in the second round of the PDC World Darts Championship this evening. Earlier on, Carlos Steve Lennon booked his place in the second round with three sets to one win over Sweden's Daniel Larson at Alexandra Palace. The Darts are always great. Um, in golf, Leona Guar is level par through nine holes of her third round of the Golf Women Tour Championship. That leaves the cabinet of nine shots behind the leader. And Stephanie Meadow is two over par after seven holes today. Now, I did mention it is a big, big day tomorrow, right? Who would have thought it? Previewing an All-Ireland final six days before Christmas. Tomorrow is the TG Carr All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Final. It's in Croke Park. It is Cork against the Dubs and we are very excited for this one. The decider has been, I mean, one of the biggest days in Irish sporting in recent years. Uh, last year it attracted a crowd of 56,000, just a, just over 56,000 at Croke Park. So it's going to be strange for them. Each year the Ladies Football Final are growing and growing so much and it's great to see, but this year it'll be so different for them. Uh, Dublin are looking for a fourth consecutive crown I mean the dubs what's going on up there what are they feeding them meanwhile the rebels they bid to win the first title for the first time since 2016 um, Mick Bowen's charge qualified for another cider with wins over Donegal um, Watford and Armagh Meanwhile, uh, the Rebels battled it past Kerry, Cavan and Galway to reach the showpiece tomorrow. Cork have named an unchanged side for the TG Carr All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football final and I will name them out in just a little bit. Uh, Dublin have also named their side and Captain Sinead O'Hearn is named a corner forward having recovered from a hamstring injury in the semi-final. 
Joe McCarthy is a resident ladies football expert and he does a podcast every week and he caught up with loads of the Cork camp ahead of tomorrow's game so Jerry's going to feature heavily in the show tonight as he did an immense amount of work previewing this final but first up is Evie Fitzgerald it is Cork manager we're close, closing in, Efi, on another All-Ireland final for you and for uh, this particular bunch of players. You've seen Dublin before, they've seen you. Um, without giving the details away, how do you approach coming up to the final? Are you more focused on yourselves in your own game rather than worrying about the opposition? Yeah, we're a bit of both, but I think we have to focus. We've certainly been focusing more on our own game this year. Um, I suppose we're, we're fresh after COVID. You know, we brought in a few girls and, you know, the panel is, you know, it's going very well. But Dublin... You know, if you look at the fab line, I think most of those girls have been playing together for 10 years, so they have a lot of experience, you know, they, they know how to close out games, you know, they went to raise the tempo. I think Lindsay Davies been playing, you know, the best football of her career this year, and, you know, so um, Calero, they have threats all over the pitch, Noel Healy, so, you know, we're not under any illusion, I suppose, we, we know what we're facing, you know, they have a lot of pace and power, um, but we've been working very, very hard ourselves, you know, and we, we're... Um, we're in a good place, I think, and we've incrementally got better as as the games have gone on. So um, we're looking forward to the game, but we, with regards to the question, I think we focus more on ourselves than, than rather on Dublin. I was really impressed with the way your defenders turned over possession in the semi-final. It's something you've gotten really good at, the tackling aspect. Is that something you've been focusing on, yeah. or is it just a, 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 a over a period of time? No, we do work very hard on it, and I think, you know, if you look at Dublin, they brought the, the game to a new level of physicality. Um, I think... You know, one of the problems with the game, really, you know, is the ticks. You know, you're not sure who has a tick or who has two ticks, and you know where you're going. And I think that needs to be looked at. I would prefer, certainly, if it was a yellow card, or if we could use the discretion, if it was a yellow card, red card, type of thing. But um, that's for another day. But um, but certainly, we're working hard on, I suppose, on, on increasing the tempo of our game. You know, with and without the ball. And it's not just the defenders, you know, turning over. I think our forwards have been working very, very hard as well. And that's something we've we've worked on certainly in training as well. It's not just the not just the six backs or the two midfielders you know everybody it's everybody's responsibility to defend and if all the ends up cornerback you know chasing somebody you have no issue with that you know so it's just that hard work element but I think we certainly have improved that you've also got people that can you know bother and give the Dublin backs issues that when you flip that coin your full forward line I've talked to you about it before and I've talked to the girls themselves work rate is phenomenal when I mean, you start your defending there you do and I think thanks be to God Darren has had a very good block of training you know, you know that girl has been so misfortunate with injuries over the years she's a fantastic footballer but she's you know she's trained really hard over the last couple of months and hopefully you now we can keep her fit over the next while likewise Saoirse Noonan had a, had a cruciate problem but she really worked so hard on her fitness um, you know when she couldn't play um, and Anya Terry likewise so you know those girls would always have been seen as very good footballers but you know wouldn't have been that fond of the defensive element of it so I think that certainly has improved and uh, you know we pride ourselves now on, on, on defending from the front so from their kick out, out we're looking to, to turn them over now it's not easy obviously when the goalkeeper's kicking the ball out of their hands but at least we want to put them under as much pressure as we can and I think we, we did that fairly successfully against Galway a few weeks ago or last week sorry and equally what you've been doing is incrementally getting better you've only had three games now I know Dublin have had the same but it's a very unusual championship in that regard and that you don't have as much time to correct the errors or the things that you might be seeing but is that not a bad thing because the players don't have time they're just thinking of the next game and they're straight into it yeah they are but I think we've had a good block of training you know since we came back in September you know we I think we played Dublin actually in a challenge match the only game we played prior to the Kelly one and we I think they beat us by three goals but that was our first game and they had been you know, they were preparing for Donegal so they, they would have been a few weeks ahead of us in terms of their preparation so I think we've improved um, dramatically since then obviously there was an addition of a few players as well so um, but Sunday we, I suppose it'll be a strange game you know in Crow Park last week you could hear you could hear the birds flying early you know it's um, it's a strange experience when you're when you're so used to having crowds there but um, but at the end of the day I think what we're doing this year is we're just focusing on the fact that it's a game and we're, we're going there to try and win a game of football and the other resumes you know is we'll, you know we're, we're not that interested in that it's just I think the team has matured even though we have brought on some young young players and we have quite a stattering of experience as well obviously with Kira Martina and Hutch and those girls but I think they were more pragmatic and there's more you know we're more level headed going into this game there's no you know there wasn't any celebrating after the Galway match you know it was just a case of put the head down on let's get ready for two weeks time and just on 
understand that. Like the maturity you'd expect it from the experienced players, but I've been looking at a lot of the younger players, like of Eric O'Shea has come up, the Kylies, some of the players that wouldn't wouldn't be used to this level of intensity over a short period of time. They're used to it to a certain degree from coming up through the ranks. But they looked like over the last three games not just the last day that they had slotted in and they're being you mentioned the communication it's the one thing with your team it's the same at Dublin non-stop talking non-stop communication from Martina right through the middle up to Darren and that's going to be hugely important in all those points it is it is uh, particularly from the older girls and you know Hutch is probably our leader and t- defensive leader in that uh, Martina is very vocal Rogine Phelan obviously coming back has been a huge addition with her experience and she's a very calm individual um, and her know she reads the game very well so you know that's that, that's fitted in very well I think and Eric O'Shea then on the other side of it is a young girl coming into the scene and Melissa is Melissa so you know so we have with Anshana Kelly has really you know again has worked so hard in her fitness as has Ema Coyley so I think they're reaping the rewards of that and you know we're very fresh and very fit and we have a lot of pace in our team now as well which you know I think um you know, in the modern game, you certainly need you need girls to be able to break the line and break tackles and and that. And being able to move Hannah Looney back out to midfield from yeah. from fullback has been has been a help as well. You know, so all in all, I think the shape of the team is very good. Um, but it will be tested. I mean, I would say the two best teams in the country are yeah. are in the final. So, you know, since I've come in, we've lost two. I think we've lost the final and the semi final to Dublin. We've beaten them in our first first year. So there's not a whole lot between us. The league matches, we we would have won some and lost some. So, you know, we've lost the last couple of of championship games to Dublin but, but we're we're certainly looking forward to it. I mean what's gone on in the past is, isn't that relevant to be honest you know people ask me about Dublin they're going for four and all yeah they are but Dublin had lean period before that you know where they lost four or five finals I think mm. so you know the swings and roundabouts so it's um, it'll be an interesting game but you know from our point of view um I suppose our aim over the next, you know, we have four or five sessions left is that everybody will come through unscathed. Um, but we're going to work hard this week now and um, and make sure we keep ourselves well grounded. And next week we'll go to Dublin, as I say, full of confidence. And, you know, but we know, you know, if we dwell too much on Dublin, you're thinking, well, they've won three All-Ireland, you know, that, that kind of inhibits your preparation and probably your mental preparation more than anything else. So we'll just focus on the things we do well and, and hope that if we do those, um, as we discussed earlier, defending and moving the ball quickly, then I think we have a, a right chance. There is, without uh, stop pandering, there's a lot of mutual respect I think between the two managers, definitely McBorn is somebody that respects you an awful lot and I know you think the same, but I get the impression because even from speaking to Roshi and Finland that the Dublin players obviously they want to win and they're going to be very focused on winning and that's all they care about, but there is respect for what this Cork team has done over the last couple of years. Is that, is that, is that something you would... Yeah, well I'd have massive respect you know, for, for me. I, I actually built up a great relationship with them over the last mm-hmm. couple of years Um you know, um, likewise with Peter, Peter Leahy, Maxine Donegal, you know, we, yeah. we'd all get on very well together. So, um, like, we appreciate, like, you, you can talk about Dublin, you know, there's big debates about Dublin being very good, particularly the men's side of it. And, uh, but the rest of us really have to try and catch up. I mean, that's that's my view on it. I mean, if you look at the Hurling Championship since since time immemorial, there were three teams winning. It was Cork, Tipperary, Kilkenny. You know, and people forget that. And you have threes in a row and fours in a row and five. No, I know Dublin are five in a row. But, you know, I don't think Kerry, you know, Kerry were caught this year, certainly. Donegal maybe a little bit as well. So when you look at it, I, I think a knee-jerk reaction is saying we need to split Dublin or put them in four. And I think that would, you know, you're, you're losing the county scene then. And I, I certainly wouldn't be... In agreement with that and likewise with the ladies there, there's a feeling there that because of the volume of, of kids they have ladies they have playing football above that they may take over but the challenge is there for us I mean I think Kerry have 100,000 people in the county and look they're 36 all Ireland so it, it's not, it doesn't always work like that so I'm a great believer in we have to rise to the challenge and try and raise our fitness levels and raise our professionalism and, and I think we've done that um, and like when you know I think a rising tide lifts all boats so you know we, we've I suppose we've we've looked at it and we've taken it on board and we've we've worked on the things we felt we needed to work on. We obviously needed to bring in new players and I think our panel is much stronger now. Um, than it was a few years ago. And that leads itself to being much sharper in training then. So all in all there's 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 a plus plus and as I say with the Dublin girls I've been on all sessions with the Dublin girls we had great crack you know the Dublin and Cork girls would be great buddies uh, off the pitch and they're they're very humble girls as well you know they're they're you know they're they're not spoiled by success you know and you have the likes of Dave McAvoy and Noel Healy and those girls they're very very pleasant and you know they're doing their level best for their county as ours are so um 
next Sunday we'll 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 be going at it, the pair of us. But after the game, we'll shake hands and we'll, sure. we'll you know we'll wish one another a happy Christmas and get on with it. And just on that, finally, because it's been such an unusual year, because the championship has worked out the way it has, there has been an awful lot of very very good games in the championship, and that's been great because a lot of new eyeballs have been on it that might not have seen it before the way it was been spaced out. But a final between the two best teams in the country, I think, is fair. It's a fair comment. I think they are the two best squads in the country, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You obviously want to win. It would mean a lot to you and to the girls. Yeah. But a, a final for the Cork supporters, for the year that they've had, and the supporters, the true supporters of Cork ladies football, irrespective of the result, I think the performance and doing the county proud, that comes first. The result looks after itself. But how much would it mean to you personally after this kind of year to win that other title? Honestly, not as much as the girls being safe and yeah. uh, coming home to their families in one piece, and that's hand on heart. And I've been that oh, way. Oh, you've been, from, you've been all that way. Yeah, the yeah. Um, the most important thing for me is, like, as manager, normally as manager of teams, you're thinking, yeah, of course you have to look after football side of it. But I have two great coaches with me, you know, Paddy O'Shea and, and like, well, more than two really, Brian. Um, there's there's lots of them there, and they they do a great job. My job is to look after the girls, make sure they're managed, obviously oversee training and, and all of that but the most important thing for me is that you know a lot of those girls are living with grandparents or you know would have, have contact with grandparents they are teachers and you know mm-hmm. Rogine Phelan is, is working in Dublin as right. as a dentist so making sure that they are safe um, and that they get home to their families I mean the other night well, I asked the girls to text into the group um, once they got home and once Anya Terry had, um, had texted in at 11 o'clock or half 11 <laughs> or what time it was I just said sleep well girls I was delighted and genuinely Joe, that's my no, feeling on the whole thing like I've been around long enough to know you know you know I have daughters their age so you know exactly a lot of those girls are very very young um, and I think for me it, it's a it's a holistic development for them not just the fact that they're good footballers of course they are but they also have other issues in their life and we like to think that we're we're there for them and no matter what crops up be it sports psychology or be it off the field stuff that we could give them a hand with it could be references it could be anything yeah. that we're, we're we're looking after the girls because they give so much to this Um for me, at my stage of life, it's a case of trying to provide the best for them on the pitch and off the pitch. And as I say, what would it mean to me personally? It would mean, okay, it's, it's another All-Ireland um, title, that's fine. But it would also mean that we've developed, you know, we've developed a very, very strong squad going forward. And I think the only way is up for us, regardless of the result next week, I think the, the future for Cork football is very, very positive. I mean, when you look, and I know it's three years now since the majority of the girls left, you know, the, the arenas and, and regionals, it's taken, you know, we've been very competitive, which is the most important. I think we've won three league titles and we've won a couple of monster titles and whatnot. So the next step is to, is to win the All-Ireland. But it's not just that. Um, it's the fact that we're developing players. I and mean, we're not just developing as footballers, we we're developing as human beings. And, you know, we have small things when we leave the dressing rooms, we leave them clean and, you know, we're respectful to people when we go away, all of that type of stuff. And, you know, and I want my girls to be to be good role models for, for the younger ones coming. And that's why it upsets me so much to see, you know, the treatment, like the treatment that was meted out last week in terms of the, the going to Dublin in the first place and, you know, having to change venues and all of that. It just, I think those girls deserve every bit of um, as much as as their male counterparts I mean but personally I, I do think the professional of the game as we discussed earlier there has outgrown the association in a sense yeah. you know and by that I mean it's not that the people working in the LGFA aren't doing good jobs I'm not saying that at all but we don't have any pitches we don't have major sponsorship um, you know the girls don't get a whole lot of exposure so for me the natural you know progression would be an amalgamation with the GA I think it would be so good for both the GA for society in general I mean we've made so much progress with the LGB, LG um, stuff and the um, the LGBT sorry yeah, and the um, you know the homophobic stuff and all of yeah. that you know like we are certainly a more liberal society now you know we welcome people into the country and um, you know I think we, we've really become cosmopolitan and you know I think the next step for us you know in, in Ireland really is to you know the GA this was the association if it does embrace women and, and, and brings them into the fold I think it can only benefit um, both the GA itself but also the country and the product going forward because I think the ladies football is a fantastic product you know and um, 
the more exposure it gets. I mean, if that was a double header with the game last Sunday, wouldn't it have been, you know, a fantastic spectacle, you know? Um, and they're the things that, you know, I hope to work for all the next couple of years or for as long as I'm involved. Not just the fact that we, we want Cork to be competitive. I think that's always the case. But we also want to, I certainly personally anyway, always want to further... Um, what I think needs to be done in terms of uh, what the, ga- the girls are entitled to, you know, and as I say, expenses would be making for me, you know, that they get the cheap, you know, properties. Nobody should be out of out of pocket for playing for their for playing for their county. I believe because of the amount of time and effort they put in. But we will keep pushing and hopefully, like I'm hoping that Sunday might be a watershed. I think there's maybe some political will as well needed there to to push this on. Um, um, but for now and for the next week and a half, we'll just focus on the game. And, and, and as I say, after that, we'll we'll see what it takes us. But certainly, I think uh, you know, if anything comes of last Sunday from a positive point of view, and that the girls, um, a lot of the situation of amalgamation is looked at, then I think that will be positive. Cork manager Evie Fitzgerald chatting to Jared there after. Ah, previewing the big game tomorrow. Now, there is a 12 minutes left in the All-Ireland final for 2020 and it is 2-9 to 14 points. It's actually 2-10 now. There is two points between the side. I mean, it is there for Mayo. My nerves are through the roof watching this. It is there for Mayo for the taking. They are playing so well against the Doves. Um, this change is happening right now, but let's keep the hype building ahead of tomorrow's game as Jerk it up with Captain Darren O'Sullivan. Car Captain Darren O'Sullivan, it is a really exciting time for the Cork football squad leading into another all Ireland final appearance um, you must be uh, yourself as captain it's a lovely honour for you and for the Mornabby Club how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah as you said there Jared is hugely exciting um, never I suppose in my wildest dreams that I think I'd be playing an all Ireland final on the 20th of December in Coke Park um, so it's something new and it is um, very very exciting um, and something we're really looking forward to. It was very cold in Dublin for that Galway semi-final. Uh, at least you were able to run around the pitch and try to keep warm. Not that anyone cares about the media, but I think the fact that you got to play in Crow Park for a lot of the younger players there, and that's a big bonus. Absolutely. Um, it's probably one of the only positives we could have taken from the weekend um, in terms of the, the fixture um change of fixtures um, I was actually on the way to the match on the bus and I was trying to do a bit of self-talk and talk to myself and be like you're okay this is fine uh, deep breaths now relax and then I was like oh my god Darren think about the girls who who it's their first time like um, the likes of um, Erica and Emer Kylie had never started in, in Crow Park so look for those girls and the whole panel it was actually in hindsight now a huge um, benefit and a very beneficial and a huge advantage getting to play our semi-final in, in Crow Park Obviously the preparations are going to intensify um, over the final few training sessions under Efi and Paddy and, and the backroom team but you've got a base in Clidove things have gone well for you this year you've built slowly Duran from the Kerry game um, the second half of the Kerry game the full Cavan game and then the full match against Galway the last day um, you've been slowly building and things look like they're coming to a head now just at the right time yeah, look, I don't want to jinx us, but um, I, I suppose something you want to do in every game is improve, and we, we have been doing that. Um, our stats are going in the right direction. Um, our attack count is going up. Our, stats, our shot selection is better. So, look, things do seem to be coming together, um, but anything can happen on All-Ireland final day, so um, we'll have to prepare and tick all the boxes and control all the things that we can that are in our control From previously facing Dublin Dern, um, you know that you have to step it up everyone does but does that ra- automatically raise everyone's game the fact that they know now they're going up against a four in a row chasing all Ireland champion Yeah look um, something I actually think that's worked really well for us this year is focusing on ourselves and what we can bring to the game um, throw everything we have with the opposition and see how they react Um we've loads of strengths within our squad um, I suppose we pace um, youth and a nice mixture of youth and experience so obviously we'll give um, Dublin the their respect they deserve um, in terms of our, our homework and preparation video analysis but the focus in two weeks time will be on what we can do um, as, as a team 
You've been here before. Uh, you know what's involved. You know what's involved in the build-up home part. And is it t- for how difficult is it to keep focused? I mean, somebody's experience is yourself, and you're getting to an all Ireland final, and especially this year when it's so late in the year. Yeah, look, um, there are a lot of um, distractions, I suppose, at the moment um, with everything going on um, with COVID and with, with Christmas around the corner. Um, it is going to be a challenge, I suppose, for a lot of us. Um, to stay 100% focused on the 20th of December. Um, it's just 60 minutes of football between us and an All-Ireland final. Um, the praise is huge. Um, so the motivation is there to stay focused and, and we will do just that. It would be easy to list off all the players at Dublin and the talent that they possess. Um, a former uh, Moran Abbey player in there as well, someone you know quite well. Um, but you also on the Cork team have plenty of talent and young talent coming through. But it has all the hallmarks of, of a cracking final for the neutral. I know you're only focused on yourselves and from Cork. But from a footballing point of view, it should be a fast, open and high-octane game. Yeah, look, um, I think the teams are actually extremely evenly matched. Um, both teams have huge pace, um, strength, power um, all over the field. Um, both have some, some top quality forwards. Um, so I do think it will, it, it could be and has the ingredients to be um, an unbelievable All-Ireland final for, for a neutral and, and hopefully it'll take ladies football um, to, to a new level. Indeed, I think the positive headlines that could come out of such a final would be good for ladies football considering the year that's gone by with the pandemic and everything. But obviously you're putting all that out of your minds right now. Can you can you give me an idea of just how intense the final couple of training sessions are coming up to an All-Ireland final? Because we've said this before there and throughout the season when we've had the opportunity to interview here on the Big Red Bench. Competition for places is one thing, it's almost a cliche. But in Cork and Dublin's case, there are 30 serious players, more than 30 serious players, looking to get on the panel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the competition for places is unbelievable. Um, we've 38 girls in our squad, as you know, and only 30 get named. Thankfully, those other eight girls got to go to the match um, on Sunday and will get to go to the All-Ireland Final. So that's a huge boost to have our whole squad with us. Um, we're all in it together. Um, but the competition to get on that starting 15 and to be lucky enough to be the five who are brought on is what is uh, motivating us to, to tick those boxes and go that extra mile. Um, not only on the field but off the field as well um, in terms of nutrition sleep um, gym you, you have to tick all those boxes now or you're not going to be started um, like if you're not working on the field someone will come in and do do your job for you um, so no matter how many All-Ireland, final, or All-Ireland medals you have um, just take care for example one of the the more experienced players in our team like if she's not putting in the work or she's not um, doing what she's been asked I suppose there is someone else on the sideline who will who will take her place so um, yeah training sessions over the next two weeks are going to be going to be manic right? yeah and we should say your point there is well made but that applies to every player not just Kira, because Kira, we don't want Kira getting angry when she hears this <laughs> I felt I, w- I couldn't insult <laughs> any other teammates the way I can insult my sister. So Fair I point. Fair <laughs> point. It's a good point. Listen, just finally, uh, one of the one of the hallmarks of this Cork team, for all the talent that you have and for all the football and for all the skill and the experience, one thing that has struck me um, this year from being up close and watching all your games, Darren, is the communication. The way you talk to each other, the way you G yourselves up. The way, from Martina in goal right up to you in the full forward line um, and Anya Terry and Saoirse, when a turnover is made the, the the way you get behind each other the way you talk and keep everything and especially when the ball is at the opposite end of the pitch you're always organising and it's not just one or two players it's the entire team and it's been a real hallmark of Cork this year Yeah I'd actually be cringing when I'm watching back the matches <laughs> when I hear how loud myself and Martina are um I used to think she was extremely loud, but I actually watch back Sunday's game now and, and I'm audible as well. But look, it is a huge part of, of the game now is communication. Um, it's such a fast-moving game. There's so much pace to it that you have to be organised or you will get caught. Um, and like we are, I suppose, um, encouraging each other and as you said, geeing each other up and um, like we don't have a crowd so if you think about it our, our subs and our management and us we are our crowd um, 
we are supporters as well as the players um, so we've had to double up this year I suppose um, in that regard um, but like it, it just is a huge boost if you get a turnover or if you win a kick out anything like that just to get the pat on the back or get the shout from someone telling you you're doing a good job it makes those those hard runs a bit easier um, I think we were mocking Hannah Looney in the dressing room afterwards like <laughs> she she tears and shouts for herself and she'd be fist pumping for herself when she does stuff well I noticed so that actually is, yeah yeah there's actually a, a class picture of her after the game just fist pumping and stuff so look it is a new thing this year with, with COVID not having um, supporters at the match that that we support each other on the field as well as off the field well look on behalf of everybody at the Big Red Bench and Cork Shred FM we wish you all the best on All Earn Ladies Football Day and let's hope we're doing some fist pumping afterwards <laughs> Thanks very much. Car captain uh, Darren O'Sullivan chatting to Jer before the All-Ireland final tomorrow. Speaking of All-Ireland finals, there are 67 minutes on the clock in the All-Ireland men's senior final and it is Dublin 214, 20 points. Mayo 15, there is five points between the side. It, it was looking good for Mayo, but at this stage, I'm unsure if they're able to. They need two or three goals at this stage. Um, at Goodison Park, it is 2-1 to Everton. Also, keep texting for the Supermax voucher. I did mention at the start of the show, we have a treat for you, a €25 Euro Supermax voucher. If you would like it, text Supermax and your details to 086-8104-106. And after, after the break, we will continue to preview tomorrow's All-Ireland Final. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Welcome back to the Big Red Bench with me, Valerie, with you until 7 p.m. There are 70 minutes on the clock in the All-Ireland Men's Final. Uh, There's five minutes extra time. It is Dublin. The score's gone off the screen, of course it is. Just as I'm about to tell you what score it was, there is a sub coming on at the moment. We'll get you that score. Um, Next up, we're going to chat to this lady. She knocked an impressive nine points as Cork stormed a 2-17 to 13 win over the Trident in the semi-final. But Dublin is 2-14. There's still five points between them. Got our Mayo 15 points. But now we're going to take a listen to Cork star Orla Finn chatting to Ger. Um, okay, nine points in an All-Ireland semi-final is some return, but we've come to expect it from somebody as talented and as experienced as you or the uh, or the Finn. First of all, congratulations on reaching the All Ireland and uh, a very important day for Cork Ladies football. Yeah, thanks very much, Sure. Um, it's fantastic to be back in another All Ireland final. Um, and I suppose this year will be a very memorable year uh, with all that has gone on over the last few months. So it is, it is really nice to be back in an All Ireland final again in two weeks' time. Indeed. Let's talk about football matters. Much more uh, positive. Nine points in the semi-final. Um, at this time of the year, it's worth remembering that somebody with responsibility for freeze, and I watched you in Tralee, and I watched you in Burr, in County Offaly, in pretty awful conditions. Not easy. Very, very difficult. It's, it's difficult enough to have the responsibility for taking freeze to begin with. But in the conditions at this time of the year, it's something else that you've had to become acclimatised to. Yeah, definitely. I suppose you just have to go out an extra day yourself um, and just do a bit more kicking than you would even in the summertime and just get used to the conditions. But I suppose yesterday I was lucky, you know, the, the surface and everything in Crow Park is just unbelievable. So that did help. And the conditions, the weather, it, there was no wind or anything there. So all of these factors do help when you're taking freeze. And as most forwards know, you know, playing, playing on a day where there's very little wind is always um, a joy to play in. You're part of a pretty potent forward line, including Kero Sullivan, who weighed in with one two, and Melissa Duggan, who popped up from the back to score a fantastic goal. Your West Cork, our former West Cork teammate, uh, a good day for her as well. Yeah, definitely. We have a very strong team this year, and I think we're really gelling as a team, which maybe we weren't doing over the last number of years. Um, Melissa, yeah, she's in in flying form this year, and she's even taken on more responsibility by going forward as well and, and she's so fit she's able to get back and defend at the same time so no it's brilliant having that pace coming through the middle um, and giving us options too You must be pleased with your own form though over the last couple of games and especially the semi-final Yeah definitely I suppose this year I've been given a new role out wing forward so it just took a little bit of time to adapt to that it's a, it's a different position to play in instead of just in the full forward line where I was over the last number of years just in front of the goal um, but no I do like my new role as, as wing forward and 
I think we're all, as I said, we're all going very well this year, you know, given the conditions and everything. I think we are really gelling um, as a team, so hopefully we can bring that forward now in two weeks' time to the All-Ireland Final. Indeed, you most certainly will have to, as you know better than anyone when it comes to facing Dublin. You need to bring your A-game in an All-Ireland Final situation as well. Um, obviously, McBone has been playing fantastic football over the last number of years. They're going for four in a row, but does that take the pressure off you and Cork a little bit in that they will be favourites? Yeah, definitely. I think all the pressure is on Dublin to get that four in a row and I think we'll go out there now and just give it our all and I think if we do put in a, a good performance and all play like we can play that we'll be in with a good um, a good chance but as I say we're all just delighted to be back in another All-Ireland final. We lost the semi-final last year so it is great to be going back um, out playing on All-Ireland final day so it's, it's the day that we're really looking forward to. It's an unusual time of the year to be playing anything, let alone uh, inter-county Gaelic football. How happy are you, though, overall, that you're actually getting the opportunity to play? Yeah, so happy. You know, at the start of this year, in March, when all this happened, I, I really thought that there would be no football um, this year at all, and we got to play clubs, and now being able to play inter-county is just unbelievable, too. Um, it's a strange Christmas for everyone, as it is. Um, it will be very strange five days before Christmas Day to be playing in Crow Park in an All-Ireland final, but I think it's going to make Christmas and there's a great buzz between now and, and the All-Ireland final. So, you know, I'm just really looking forward to it. Does this give you an easy, uh, and all the Cork players, an easy out when it comes to getting Christmas presents for people that you were just too busy? <laughs> I hope so. I haven't started mine yet, so so maybe I can use that line. <laughs> Very good. Can I ask you as well just about having your teammates, Quivo Callan and especially Sai Valeri, who's made a bit of an impact off the bench over the last few games. I know you know those two players' talent and what they bring to the team, but for Sai to come on and score a goal against Cavan the way she did and also to come on and uh, make a contribution against Galway the last day, you must be delighted for her. Yeah, definitely. She's been on the panel now the last few years and she's a fantastic player and, you know, she's the more games she comes on and she's getting more confidence and to take on the ball and to take her own score. So it was great to see her score her first point in Crow Park yesterday and I'm sure she was delighted going home. She speaks very highly of you any time we interview, so you've obviously had an influence on her and Quiva as well, to be fair. How much... Um, how much of a boost have you and the other more experienced players been given this year with the likes of Eric O'Shea, Saiv um, and, and the Kylies coming onto the team and making an impact? Yeah, no, it, it's fantastic. As I said, over the last number of years, we've always been saying, you know, we've been going through a transition of the, the older players leaving and the younger girls coming up. But I think, you know, they really have stepped up to the mark um, over the last few years. Um, Eric O'Shea is an unbelievable player. She's a huge addition to the team. You know, her first day out yesterday um, in Crow Park and to play like she did, she, she did a great game. So it, it's a great boost for the whole team to have these younger girls coming in and just, just stepping up to the mark and playing senior football. Obviously, over the next week or so, with the, the intensity of training that you've had, and especially coming up to an All-Ireland final, uh, things are going to have to ramp up even more so because of the opposition. How excited are you, though, about walking out in an All-Ireland final and facing Dublin? Yeah, it's great. And, you know, I'm actually delighted that Dublin were meeting in an All-Ireland final because... We haven't beaten them in in championship in a in a few years, and I just think I think this year we're going in and and we're feeling quite confident. You know, Dublin will be an unbelievable team. They they really are. You know, they they've shown over the last three years what they can do. So it will be a very very tough game for us. But um, I I think we are very focused this year, and with with the strange year that it is, you never know what what could happen on the day. And just finally. Um from your own point of view obviously it's been a very disjointed year as you said for both club and county but inter-county sorry finishing it off with an All-Ireland title would be fantastic but this is by far and away Cork's probably toughest test over the last two maybe three years yeah it is um Dublin Dublin are just something else they're an outstanding side um, they're very physical they're very fit so it, w- it will be a big test to us um, we've played well in the last number of games we had in championship this year so hopefully we can just bring it up another level going into the All-Ireland final um, in two weeks time and so they say w- winning um, an All-Ireland at Christmas would be the best Christmas present we could ask for 
Orla Fina chatting to Jerry McCarthy there ahead of tomorrow's All-Ireland Final. And it is all over in the men's All-Ireland Final. It is the Dubs are All-Ireland champions. They have done it six in a row. I mean, they are a talented bunch and we can't take that away from them. But they are All-Ireland champions yet again for 2020. And the pain and the hurt and the weight continues for poor Mayo. Um, to be honest, this is the first time in a long time I've seen the Dubs celebrate a win because I know Mayo did put it up to them so I haven't seen the dub celebrate a win like that in a long time but it's great to see that they have some emotions at full time because we often give out about them not celebrating wins but here we are 2020 All-Ireland Champions are the dubs a talented bunch and um, yeah it finished 2.14 to 15 in the end. Five points between the side. Let's continue our coverage of tomorrow's preview of the All-Ireland Final. Um, Orla Finn was just a few months ago. We're going from one Orla to another. Here is Orla Farmer. Orla Farmer, it has been quite a busy year for you, uh, both on and off the pitch. But here we are coming up to Christmas and there is an All-Ireland Final to look forward to against Dublin. First of all, congratulations on reaching the final. How excited are you at the moment and how flat out are things? Thank you, Ger. I'm delighted to be on. Um, oh, absolutely buzzing. Like, little did we know, I suppose, that we'd be playing an All-Ireland final Christmas week. Um, if anybody said that to us last year, I think we just put, put the eyes up to heaven. But no, look, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I suppose it's been such a difficult year, um, I suppose, both on and off the pitch for, for, for many players as well. So it's it's a nice treat now to have an All-Ireland final so far to especially against the Dubs now up in, up in Coker. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's brilliant. Like, there's a good buzz in camp and everything. You know, we had a great win there against Galway in the semi-final. Um, and the spirits are, are high now, looking forward to, to the game. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a strange year, you know, it's been busy. And I think just with the uncertainty at the start of the year, you know, will we get a championship? Will it go ahead? Um, what if we play and it gets cancelled? You know, all these questions at, at the back of your mind. So, look, very, very grateful and extremely excited now. Um, it's not every day you're in an All-Ireland final. So um, we'll, we'll certainly, you know, look forward to it now and enjoy the build-up and give it socks on the day. <laughs> exactly, that's all you can do. Um, you're certainly going to have to do that because you know from your time watching and coming up against Dublin, the two of you know were pretty much the two form teams at this year's championship. So it's fitting that you're both in the final. But you've been raising your game with each passing round against Kerry, against Cavan, against Galway. You've got to go up another step now again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, it's always a great test against the Dubs and I think we've seen that over the years. Um, such small margins, really. Uh, come All Ireland final day, semi final, All Ireland final day, it's only ever it seems to be a point or two or three between us. So, um, you know what? Look, it, it, it's going to be tough. Like it's from, from start to finish, and um, I like if anything, it's I suppose we were quite underdogs coming into it because I know Dublin are going for a four in a row as well. So, um, I think that gives us more incentive now and that gives us more of, of a bite and, and hunger to kind of get back to to, I suppose, to to play and to win in Cole Park as well um, so look undoubtedly it's going to be a massive game like it's going to be very very tough um, and it's going to be a massive test for us and I think like all of you know I suppose it's it's a whole panel game as well and I think just the support and everything like that um and, and all of the the panel and management will get, will hopefully get us over the line now. And um, as I said, we'll, we'll go all out now, hell for leather, um, and right to the end. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Um, you mentioned the panel, and from speaking to Efi and Paddy in the build-up to the final, one of the hardest things they have at the moment is picking the 30, let alone settling on a 15. What it has shown me, though, over the last three games, um, as you know, because you've come on and made an impact, if you don't start, you don't know if and when you're coming on, but you're going to have to come on and make an impact. Such is the intensity in competition for places. Um, it, it, is this the strongest squad in terms of a Cork County team that you've been involved with? Yeah, like to be honest, um, you know, we've a, we've a really dynamic team and some of the younger players coming up as well are fantastic and they really kind of bring that that energy and, you know, revitalising the team as well. So uh, it's fantastic to see some of the minor girls coming up um, over the last few years as well. And like, as you said, you know, there's no team picked really and um, the serious competitiveness at training and we're all pushing each other on as well, which is fantastic. Um, and I think... Personally, I think, you know, we do have one of the strongest teams um, 
this year and like as I said the dynamic is, is, is very good and you know that that bite and that kind of competitiveness for to get to get a game and to come on and to make an impact as you said like that's that's always in the back of your mind so I think not only like does it spur you on individually but collectively as well as a team because um, we, we want to do it for each other and we want to win and no, it's it's a team game at the end of the day, and like as you said, it, it's quite it's quite disappointing for some of the girls who don't make the, the start of fifteen, but not a mind the start of fifteen, mm-hmm. not make the panel. So, um, you know, of course, it's going to be competitive. But look, um, I think that's what's going to get us over the line. To, to be honest, um, and I, I think we'll need that support. And like even even playing, I think up in Crow Park the last day, it was so eerie and it was so quiet, and we're we're usually used to a bit of a, a buzz and a crowd but like even just the subs and and the and, and all of the girls like all of the panel made such an impact and just that kind of shouting from the sideline and that support as well um, all plays a massive role uh, in terms of, 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 of playing now in the All-Ireland final um, so yeah look I mean it's, it's, it's a competitive game and we're all fighting for our places but I think um, I think I, I think there's a good momentum now and there's a good buzz and hopefully we'll click on the day up in Kroger. <laughs> Indeed. Um, can I just ask you, because you completed a PhD this year and congratulations again on that. Has football, especially at this time of the year, been a release for you and for, for people on the panel who are working? I mean, you don't normally play inter-county, let alone club football, this late in the year. So as much, uh, as happy as supporters of the Cork Ladies football team are to be able to see it and read about it and watch it, what about you as a player? I mean, it must be unusual, especially like the other night in training when the rain and, and the cold temperatures, as different as it is, is it still a welcome release? Oh, absolutely. I mean, sport gives you, gives you that release in general, you know, to de-stress and to kind of clear the mind and, 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 and the body as well. So, um, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's very strange, all right, playing and training in, in icy conditions and in the, in the rain and whatnot. But um, it, it kind of reminds me of college football because uh, this is the kind of time you'd be playing college football, you know, in the muck and in the rain and things like that. But um, look, as I said, like just given the circumstances with, with this year, um, I think we're all just grateful um, to get that release and even just for the social element as well. Um, you know, lockdown can be quite lonely for, for people and it, it was very hard and I suppose it was a test and the motivation to train on your own and kind of keep up that momentum. So I think really like obviously for the release of it, of it all but I just think the social interaction mm. is also important and you know sport gives that opportunity for, for players and for people to come together and connect and uh, that kind of sense of, of community and that, that sense of belonging mm. so I think that's been really important over the last few weeks few months really um, Like, and, and that's what will get us over the line as well that that's what will help us going, going into the All-Ireland that's look knowing that we're grateful now although it might be minus one degrees or it might be, be raining mad on the day like look we're, we're there we're, we're in it together and um, I think we'll, we'll just give it everything now given that like it was so uncertain at the start of the year yeah. but certainly I think just the de-stress and the social impact uh, of playing sport at this time of the year uh, is so vital. Well said. Um, final question, Orla. Uh, for people who don't know, can you explain who Sheila Bells is <laughs> and why she has become an Instagram sensation because she has more followers than I have and I want to know what her secret is. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Sheila Bells, Sheila Bells is my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother and She's like my, my bestie. Uh, she's there. She's like my biggest fan, to be honest, her. Um, she's great support and she provides all the entertainment uh, at home, but also for my friends and for those on Instagram who, who follow her page and keep up to date with her daily inspiration. And yeah. um, so, yeah, I suppose like I just have a great connection with, with her and. Um, you know, in terms of sport and stuff, she'd be like my number one fan and loves the Cork Ladies footballers. If you if you go into her house, you'll see you'll see pictures and newspaper clippings all over the wall and all over her fridge um, of the Cork Ladies over the years. So yeah, look, I mean, it's 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 a bit of fun really, and it's it's more of just kind of 
the idea of her kind of spreading some positivity and some inspiration and um, I think you know it's garnered some attention from my own friends and, and family and I decided to, to start an Instagram page for her mm. um, just to to keep up the spirit really of people and to kind of mm. you know spread some positivity uh, especially now uh, with COVID-19 and, and whatnot. So Sheila Bells will be tuning in, no doubt, now for the All-Ireland Final. <laughs> well, uh, all the best to her. We'll, we'll look forward to her um, to her updates on Instagram and also to yourself, Ola, for everybody in the Red FM, the Big Red Bench. All the best in the All-Ireland Final. Thanks, Rillinger. I appreciate that. Thank you. Orla Farmer, Cork and Ladies footballer, chatting to Ger McCarthy ahead of tomorrow's All-Ireland final. We're coming towards the end of the show, but before we get going, um, I want to give a shout out to the team that are starting tomorrow. Plenty of amazing talent in the Cork team and the bench is outstanding as well. So if they are stuck, I mean, they've such a deep bench that they can count on. Um, in goals, Martino O'Brien. In number two, we've Emer Meany. In at number three, we've Roisin Phelan. In at number four, we've Shauna Kelly. Five is Melissa Duggan. Then we have Fermoy's Ashling Hutchinson in six. In at seven, we've McCroom's Erica O'Shea. In midfield, then we've Maria O'Callaghan, a Morn Abbey lady. And then we've Hannah Looney. Hannah Looney is there. And uh, number 10, Emer Kelly. Number 11, We've Kiro Sullivan in at number 12 is sharpshooter Orla Finn who's on form nine points the last day in the semi-final. She's certainly one to watch tomorrow. Um, we've Anne O'Sullivan dangerous, dangerous inside there so she is in a corner forward. In at full forward is Darren O'Sullivan captain of the team and in at 15 is Saoirse Noonan a talented lady who has been playing soccer um, with Cork City and she's just been an outstanding uh, player this year for Cork um, between the footballers and soccer. So um that is the Cork Ladies footballer that will be playing tomorrow and um, we wish him the very best luck. Throw-in is 3.30. Now, just a few moments ago, Dublin were crowned All-Ireland champions for 2020. They beat Mayo six in a row. I must say, James Horne looked extremely happy to be handing that cup over to Cluxton. Um, are they the greatest team of all time? They probably are. Like, there is no stopping and it looks like they're going to continue. I mean, what's it going to be? Seven, eight in a row. Uh, celebrations at Croke Park for the Dubs. It finished 2.14 to Dublin. Mayo, 15 points. It was five pin- points in it. Um, I was just thinking as I was watching celebrations for the Dubs, like, Croke Park is such a lonely spot at the best of times and for losing teams. And on a day like today, when the stands are empty and you've no family and friends up there, I can't imagine... Um, how lonely they must feel on the sideline um, like not having that comfort must be extremely tough um, I heard Joanne Cantwell mention there was 42 championship games unbeaten 8 goals 104 points in 5 games for the Dubs tomorrow though we hope that the Rebels can put a stop to the Dubs from doing 4 in a row um, as I said they mentioned the team that are named there there's no changes since the semi-final I must say the GA Camogie and ladies football have done a great job over the last few weeks to keep everyone safe and healthy and get through this pandemic and strange times together. It's been a unique championship and look, we just want to say that the players deserve so much recognition for giving us all the entertainment over the last few weeks. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, Supermax voucher, let me get to that. Pamela in Mitchellstown, you were the winner of the Supermax voucher. We will be in touch. But other than that, that is it for me and the big red bench. Um, the very, the very best of luck to the Cork side tomorrow in the All-Ireland final. Last one in 2016. That was my very first All-Ireland final as a sports broadcaster. And I will never forget the joy they give me that day doing my first final. The celebrations, the buzz. And I really felt part of it. They were such an amazing team. And my interviews with the players, I sounded like I also won a medal myself. I was so hyper for them. But looking back, it was for Red FM and the interviews were great. So let's hope that the girls can get over the line tomorrow and have an early Christmas present. I mean, an All-Ireland final, five days out from Christmas Day. And it's it's just amazing. It's absolutely class. Um, this is it for me. It's been a great few months on the Big Red Bench. Next weekend, um, we'll be off on holidays, but the show will continue. We will be looking back, myself and Rory, on our favourite interviews and sporting moments of the year because in a year where we thought we'd have no sport, um, it was speci- it was a special one. We felt so privileged to be able to go to those games and... Look, it was great to have it. Um, we did, and it did not disappoint. And thank you so much for listening. But Rory is back tomorrow night from 6pm on the Big Red Bench. The very best of luck to the Rebels tomorrow. I'm so excited for this game. Rory will have all the reaction tomorrow on the Big Red Bench. Ger McCarthy's at the final. And I just want to thank Ger for his amazing contribution to the show tonight for the ladies footballer. We wish him the very best of luck. Up the Rebels! Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's 
Red FM. This Christmas, make sure your new gadgets are insured against those unfortunate mishaps. At GadgetInsurance.com, we protect phones, tablets, laptops, cameras, and more against accidental damage, liquid damage, theft, and loss. Cover for the latest iPhone 12, 